Hey friends, and welcome to the Moving Mountains podcast. Moving Mountains is a place to hear true stories of modern day miracles told by ordinary people just like you and me. My name is Paige, and I'm joined here in Alaska by my dear friends, Margaret and Bernadette, as we witness accounts of how God has worked in people's lives in big and small ways. As you listen to these stories of hope, answered prayers, and unexplained phenomena, we invite you to allow this space to inspire your faith and even to help you recognize the ways in which God is moving mountains in your own life. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Moving Mountains. We are super excited today because we have an awesome guest, Miss Maggie Kim. Say hi, Maggie. Hi. (laughs) Um, So before we get into her introducing herself, Margaret, you have a very important question. I have a very important question. Okay. I'm very excited about this because I'm very curious about your answers. Okay. Okay. Would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? Oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> so you, you are all mothers. And so I'm very curious. <laughs> and no, which is preferred. Maggie, you have to answer first. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, I can only pick one. <laughs> yes. Which one I do you? I, I think I would go with personal chef. And mm. the reason why is because I kind of like cleaning <laughs> as long as I have the time and like, um, like the, the focus to be able to do it. I, I don't know. There's just something really therapeutic about cleaning. Mm. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think I would rather clean than cook. I find cooking really stressful. I've never really, I, I do it out of necessity. I don't really right. enjoy it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely choose a maid um, because I love to cook. It's like such a creative outlet for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I also really only love to cook for other people, like not necessarily for myself. So as long as there's other people to cook for, um, cleaning is kind of therapeutic, like at, organizing and just seeing a a job well done, you know? Um, but it's definitely not like, I'm not like, Oh yes, I get to fold the laundry today. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe professional maids do. Sometimes I enjoy folding the laundry. (laughs) If I have a good podcast to listen to. Mm, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Gotta have a podcast on. Yes. All right. What about you, Margaret? You know, it's funny. I asked this question and I, I was, I'm battling because there are times when I really just don't want to cook because, you know, you're working lots of hours. Mm-hmm. However, I was thinking, I was like, I actually like the cooking. I hate the cleanup. Mm-hmm. So the fact when I, when I cook and I have to do both, I'm like, Ooh, this is so. I'm yeah. Like, did your chef clean up for you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, question. but maybe your maid cleans up for me. <laughs> yeah. I also enjoy cleaning, so I actually don't feel like I have a good answer to this, but um, I think in this state of life, considering how much I work, I would choose a chef, which is funny because I live with this. She's technically a chef. Um, She doesn't cook for me every day. You know, if I asked her to, maybe she would. But I think it should go point in my life free. I know. (laughs) At this point in my life, I think you'd pick chef. Okay. Nice. Nice. Erna? Well, I... I would say if the chef did the cleanup <laughs> too, I'd probably pick chef. But if that wouldn't be included, I would pick personal maid. Mm. I I also enjoy cleaning, Maggie. Um, yeah. 
And I'm, it's like such an automatic habit, like all throughout the day I'm cleaning up as I go. And I love having like a neat, clean home. And so I don't know if I'd be able to like turn that off, even if someone were coming, I'd still do a (laughs) lot of it like along the way. (laughs) I totally, Uh, I would be that person that cleans before the, the main exactly. (laughs) Um, And I do love cooking, but I, you know, just, I can imagine even, you know, as we're adding a, a second baby, um, it's like, you know, waking up in the morning, a lot of times I'm like, oh man, I have to make breakfast and there's just a lot going on. And lunch is yeah. always just like this weird <laughs> nebulous meal that I'm not prepared for. <laughs> like, what do we breakfast. Exactly. Like if there aren't leftovers from dinner. So yeah. anyway, I'd love to have a chef that will make all the meals. Mm-hmm. And then I could be like, you have you have a night off because I really want to cook dinner because I do enjoy yes. cooking. So okay, Got see, that. I would be okay with a maid as long as they just followed my toddlers around. Yeah, <laughs> a toy never touches the ground yeah. again. I have to say, I love a clean car. So if a maid cleaned my car regularly, I mean, I'm sure with lots of kids, your car, you know. We don't talk about the state of our cars when we have lots of children, <laughs> but yeah, the idea of that being clean all the time too gets me yeah. very excited. See, yeah, there's a lot of like ifs, nuance, nuances, nuances. That was a great question though, Margaret. Okay, I think you. you had all of us women really thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Maggie, um, we would love to have you introduce yourself and just tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you're up to. Okay. Um, my name is Maggie Kim. Um, I am a wife and a mother. Um, I've been married to my husband. Uh, it will be 10 years this year. Wow. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah, we are super excited. Um, he's my best friend. Um, and we have four children and one on the way. So baby number five <laughs> is due in a couple of months. Um, and, uh, before I'm a state, a full-time stay-at-home mom, um, before that I was, uh, working as a, a pro-life nurse in a, oh, wow. um, a life-affirming OBGYN clinic. And, um, wow. yeah, it was my, it was definitely a dream job of mine. Um, I loved being in the clinic setting and, um, just, uh, being there for women and for their babies. Um, so that is just my profession by trade, but, for now, um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I am loving it. Um, and my oldest is eight, um, so that's pretty much me. And it just <laughs> awesome. awesome. That's sweet. Well, you can just jump on into your miracle story then, and okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, great. Uh, So uh, we are living in Austin, Texas, in the Austin, Texas area. Um, We originally are from California, Southern California. Um, And so in, so this miracle story, I guess, um, happened in August of 2020. Um, We had moved to Texas just a few months prior, and I was um, about 35 weeks pregnant with Micah, who is our fourth child. Um, and yeah, we were just, um, out as a family hanging out with, um, some friends of ours. We had stayed out pretty late. We were just hanging out at their house and, um, having a great time. Um, and on the drive home, uh, we got into a really bad car accident. Um, so we, it was pretty late, like I said, and, uh, the kids were, pretty much falling asleep. Um, my husband and I were, 
uh, praying and driving and um, the streets were kind of empty because it was close to midnight. (laughs) Um, And uh, we were, let's see, we were stopped at a red light and then it was a, a left turn lane. So there was a green light to go left. And as we were turning left, um, there was another uh, driver who ran his red light and Mm -hmm. he was going over 60 miles per hour. And yeah, he just, he T-boned us right into our minivan, um, with our three kids in the back. And, um, yeah, it was definitely it was it was a frightening experience. Oh my um, gosh! In your thirty-five weeks, it was so scary. Like just the risk of yeah placental abruption Oof. and anything else at that point. Absolutely, yeah. It was um, it was so surreal, and it was um, I've never been in a car accident that hmm. bad before, but hmm. um, it was interesting how the impact was incredibly loud but we were all so silent in the car mm-hmm. like just like the shock of it and i remember thinking like this is not happening this is not real like mm. you know god like is this really happening and all these thoughts were going through my head probably like you know in a millisecond and um we were just kind of hanging on for life and um the car, our car almost tipped over, but thankfully it didn't. And, um, we, you know, landed back on all four wheels and we were kind of like the dust was kind of settling and it hit us like mentally hit us. What had had, what had just happened. Um, and immediately I was like the kids, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. the kids, um, were they making any noise at that point? No. Okay. No, no noise at all. Like it was just the most deafening <gasps> silence. Yeah. <laughs> oh so yeah. And um, I immediately looked to the back and they are just sitting there in their car seats in shock. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had, um, we had three of them in, in the middle row of the minivan so I could see all of them. Um, but the way that the car had hit us, it was, so as we were turning left, the car, came and T-boned us right where um, I was sitting. So on the passenger side door. Um, Gosh. But when I, when I, when I saw the car coming, like from my peripheral vision, it looked like I had passed the car and it was and it hit behind me, which is where my youngest was sitting at the time. She was, um, you know, just over a year old. And I just, I just immediately thought, Oh my gosh, she probably got the worst of it. Thankfully it turned out that, I got the brunt of the impact. Um, and, uh, yeah, the kids immediately started screaming and crying. (laughs) Um, they were just, they, they were like, what is happening? Um, I think at some point in the night they, they were, um, saying that a bear had come and and shook the car really hard. Um, They were were still little. I I think my oldest was only five at the time. So, um, yeah, so that, um, I immediately went into like, you know, mama bear instinct mode and, sure. um, didn't have any time to assess like how I was doing physically, but I just immediately jumped to the back, um, or into the middle rover of our minivan just to, um, calm the kids down and hold them. And, mm-hmm. um, thank God that there was another, a car that had been, um, 
waiting at, at a light next to us. And so they witnessed everything and they immediately called 911. Mm-hmm. Um, so within minutes, we had um, an ambulance and police officers and um, all the help. Um, and yeah, so <laughs> it was pretty, it was a, uh, it was very traumatic for each of us. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I think also for the other driver as well, because you could see, you could, I could see like just such a distraught look on his face as we were all piling out of our car. Oh, I mean, he yeah. sees like three little kids and a very pregnant woman, you know, <laughs> coming out of a family car. And I think, I think it really hit him that, Gosh. you know, he was either, either distracted or just trying to run a red light. I don't know what mm-hmm. was going through his head, but I yeah. think it kind of, really sunk in for him that he could have done severe damage that night. Um, so yeah, we, um, we, you know, started giving a police report. Um, our car was just absolutely totaled. So, um, a tow truck came in to get away and we immediately called our friends that we had been hanging out with earlier that night. Um, and thankfully my friend is a midwife. And so she came with her wow. supplies and, um, you know, checked on me and checked on our baby's heartbeat and heartbeat was good and strong. And so I didn't, um, I didn't opt to take the ambulance to the hospital. I just wanted to go home. Um, so we did that and, you know, all of a sudden it's like all the phone calls with insurance companies and, yeah. um, you know, we, we immediately, um, you know, got a lawyer just to help us with settling this case and everything. Cause we knew it was going to be pretty involved and, um, I, we knew we needed the help. Um, and then, um, thankfully, like as we went home and just kind of assessed how we were doing physically, our kids were, perfectly fine. I mean, my daughter had a little bruise on her arm, probably the size of like a dime. Uh, but other than that, there was not a scratch on anybody. Um, I, I, I did get some cuts and bruises and I actually had, um, chemical burns, um, because the impact of the, the, the car, it made all the airbags on the entire right side of our car just immediately go off. Sure. Um, and apparently in order for airbags to go off, I didn't know this before, but there has to be like, there's like this powder that's released that kind of makes the airbags expand super quickly. And oh, so that powder ended up burning my arm. Oh, wow. um, yeah. And then I had some bruising and, and some cuts and things on my arms and legs. But um, other than that, we were fine. Thank yeah. God. Um and then uh, a couple of days later, I started having some spotting. And oh. that's when I immediately was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to lose this baby. Um, we my husband, we have had a miscarriage before um, after our first. And so it was it kind of brought me back to that whole experience. And um, it was, you know, very similar type of bleeding. And so I immediately thought, oh, my goodness, we're going to lose this baby. Um so I called my midwife and, you know, they, you know, told me to go to the emergency room right away. Um, I stayed at the hospital for a couple of days just to monitor the baby. And thankfully they didn't, you know, detect any placental abruption or anything like that. 
Um, they couldn't explain the bleeding. They, they couldn't really like locate where the bleeding was coming from or anything like that. But the baby, our baby was doing just great and perfectly healthy and fine. So, uh, they sent me home and yeah. And then we just kind of dealt with all the, the chaos and the, um, stress of dealing with like getting a new car and all that stuff, um, after the accident. So I think for us, it was just more of like an emotional, um, it was emotionally hard for our family Mm -hmm. to go through that and to really face, um, kind of like the reality of death and Mm -hmm. how life is so short and how it could, it could just, you know, our lives could just end in an instant. Um, so that was kind of mentally and emotionally like hard to wrap our minds around. Yeah. Wow. And then you ended up giving birth totally normally and everything was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Thank, thank God. Like it, and this is why we believe it was a miracle because, um, an accident of that, uh, of that like intensity, we, we believe it, it should have done far more damage. Um, but yeah, I think wow. speed to God, we gave birth to a perfectly healthy boy and he's now two and <laughs> he's going to be a big brother. And, um, yeah, we're just incredibly, incredibly grateful. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is just like so insane that it hit you, like y- you took the brunt of it and the airbags came out, which I know is also a lot of force and mm-hmm. yet, Yeah no issue with the baby and yeah. just all totally healthy. And then as well as your one-year-old at the time, just like, was she the one with the tiny little bruise, I assume? No, it was actually my oldest. So oh she, yeah, wow. it was strange, like really strange. She was sitting in the middle uh, between my youngest and, and my second. Um, and she, yeah, I think it must've been like from her booster car seat. Mm-hmm. And it just I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how it happened, but yeah. she ended up getting a bruise on her arm and the other two were perfectly fine. Wow. Um, I mean, yeah, really, really. We're so grateful for car seats. I mean like that thing, like, first of all, like we're so, um, we're Honda Odyssey fans for life. Yeah. Great, great car. Um, and then just, just the fact that we have always been so like, um, cautious and, and almost like anal, about car seats and making mm-hmm. sure that they're fitted correctly and installed correctly and making sure that our kids are buckled in every single time. Cause you know, um, like there have been times where we have, we've had family members that were like, do you really need to like have them in the car seats? Mm-hmm. Can't you just like let them sit wherever? Mm-hmm. And, and like, you know, because it is, it can be an inconvenience to have yeah. so many car seats in the car mm-hmm. and yeah. buckle them all in yeah, <laughs> um, when they're incapable of buckling themselves. And, and we've always just been such sticklers for, for, you know, buckling them in correctly and safely. And I was just like, thank God that yep. we did. We, it was just second nature for us to do that. Um, so yeah, we, I mean, we were protected oh, in all sorts of ways. It's amazing that none of them even got like whiplash or anything, you know, just hearing that they were, it was so late and they were all like pretty much passed out in the back. Yeah. And, you know, that type of impact you'd expect they'd have some type of at least 
like mild neck injury or, you know, something. Yeah. Yeah. So what's interesting is, um, as my husband and I, well, we, we did get like whiplash and had neck and back, um, and hip injuries. Um, and we, we ended up seeing, um, pain management doctors and we, we did physical therapy and chiropractic Mm -hmm. care for a year following the accident. Um, but the doctor told us that it's actually when you are relaxed that you have less injury. Wow. I've heard that. Yeah. So the fact that our kids were basically, they were, they were either asleep or nodding off. And so Mm -hmm. I think, um, because my husband and I saw the car coming and we braced for the impact. Mm. I think that's what caused the injury to wow. our necks. Um, but for our kids, it was like, they were just kind of like, they were just jello kind of went with the, <laughs> with the emotion. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. And, and we, you know, we obviously took them and got them checked out and they had no injuries. So it was, that was also a miracle too. <laughs> wow. And just like the fact that you, like the driver hit at 60 miles per hour in to your door mm-hmm. and that you were not crushed. I, I mean, know, yeah. right? I, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Yeah. I mean, you, mm-hmm. and if you had seen his car, Oh my God. Like his, the entire front of his car was like completely smushed in. Oh um, so yeah, I, we really believe that, you know, God protected us and our guardian angels were, you know, standing in between our cars and just, there are a lot of guardian angels in that scenario. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. There were two in your seat. So (laughs) exactly. Yeah. 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 And the other driver was in a convertible car. He had his top down. (laughs) Oh my God. Like it's a a miracle that he was perfectly fine too. Like he, he had no injuries. Well, not that None that I that we were aware of yeah. that night, but he right. seemed totally fine, um, at, at least physically. So yeah. able to stand, yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. wow, yeah. So I know you guys, you're a family of faith. You know, you you believe in the Lord. You're you're prayerful. All these things, like you said, you and your husband were praying as you know when this happened or right before it happened. But I guess mm-hmm. I'm curious if you know we we can have this prayer life, this deep faith in God, and then the significant thing happens in our life and things shift a little bit. Cause like you said before, it's wow. Like in reality, you could have died. You know, it's mm-hmm. our life is very fleeting. So has anything changed in you or in your family um, in terms of, I don't know how you approach faith and different things um, post-accident versus before? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I definitely struggled with, um, uh, just feeling angry about the situation Mm -hmm. and um, uh, heartbroken that our kids experienced that. Um, And for a while they, they were really scared to be in the car. Oh, sure. Um, And and so it, it didn't necessarily shake my faith, but I definitely dealt with anger and, um, and just kind of like, what, what are you trying to teach us through this God? Right. Like, why did this happen to our family? And, um, and I did struggle with, you know, uh, forgiving the other driver for a while. Sure. Yeah. It was especially when I was in the hospital getting, um, checked to, you know, monitor the baby's health and, um, 
you know, the, I, I remember there was a moment where a nurse had come in and she had me sign all these consent forms and liability forms and said, you know, with this type of um, trauma, there's a chance of hemorrhage. And if that's the case, then there's a chance that we would have to do a C-section and then your baby would be in the NICU. And then if you hemorrhage out, then you, there's a possibility we might have to do a hysterectomy. And oh she's goodness. just like naming all of these possible scenarios. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. I will never forgive that man if oh. any of them happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did struggle with that a little bit, but I think for the most part, just, just overall, we were so grateful. Like we just couldn't stop saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Mm-hmm. Like this was, um, we really felt like the Lord's protection over, yeah. over us through all of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, if anything, I think we just kind of grew a deeper love of um, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy because that's what mm-hmm. we were praying um, mm-hmm. right when the accident happened. And um, yeah, we we believe in the power of prayer, and we feel like that prayer really, um, you know, it 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 lessened the the damage that could have been done. And we believe that the Lord had mercy on our family and listen to those prayers. And so we, um, yeah, we've just made it a habit of praying every time we get in the car and our kids will remind us, you know, like, and so, yeah, it's, it's been a really good reminder for, for us to pray as a family um, anytime we're in the car and, mm-hmm. and for us to regularly pray the chaplet of divine mercy. Amen. Wow. That's so beautiful. Um, I'm, I'm just wondering, you know, when you were saying in the, those moments and you were dealing with the anger, um, mm-hmm. and I can imagine I would have been feeling all those same things in that mm-hmm. scenario. Uh, when you're just thinking about it in hindsight, you know, that we may have listeners who have experienced traumatic incidents like this and have struggled with anger as well, or even listeners who have lost someone in a bad car mm-hmm. accident or like another freak type accident and you're mm-hmm. just left asking like god why and maybe struggling to to forgive somebody in that situation yeah um, i'm just wondering like yeah do you have any advice for someone who might be in the throes of that and also if there's you know in hindsight any reflections that you have of like lord what were you doing in that time yeah. what were you doing with this yeah um man great questions um <laughs> I think first and foremost, I would say like, um, it's okay to have those feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, I, I don't think, I think that I was, um, you know, just in my humanity feeling the anger and the difficulty with forgiveness and, and all of that. And I, and I think that we have to like normalize those feelings, um, and allow people to grieve and and mourn or or process an experience um with those feelings and um and we we think about this all the time because we know that um god's plan for each of our lives is is so mysterious and he calls us home to heaven sometimes like um, and, and, and just like his timing is, is 
out of our control and and we don't understand why he takes people so early on or when they're so young or when they have you know so many kids or families to take care of and it's just it's all um <clears throat> we 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 fully recognize that like that could have been a possibility for us and um and we don't believe that you know we we're have any sort of like special blessing that protected us from that or anything like that. I mean, we, we know that when it's our time, it's going to be our time. Um, and yeah, I, I think that reality is, is kind of hard to grasp. Um, just that the fact that we have to trust God's will and God's mm-hmm. timing. Um, and you know, for, for us, um, we're grateful that it wasn't our time to go for any of us. Um, and God obviously wanted us to um, keep living and call, like living out whatever he's calling us to do. Um, but yeah, I think it's learning and um, just the process of like trusting him with um, what his will is and kind of, learning to let go also. Like, I think um, something that was a big lesson for me was when I was um, kind of processing the, the thought of like, my one of my kids could have died that night. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, I think it kind of forced me to um, understand that they, although they are my kids, they are God's kids first. Mm-hmm. And, um, I had to really let go of the idea that like, I want to control every aspect of uh, not every aspect, but I want to be in control of their lives and, and have say in that, you know, and protect them. I don't, I mean, I'm not God. Um, and he is ultimately their father and he's the perfect father and their, his ways are mysterious. We won't always understand it, but, um, yeah, it really kind of, took me through this journey of like learning to trust and let go. Yeah. Wow. Something that you just said um, about, you know, it's not like if it's our time to go, then it's our time to go. And that's something I've been reflecting on just trying to get more into like memento mori, Um, Mm -hmm. just remembering our death and, you know, remembering we're not made to live on this earth for forever. Um, But yeah, um, I heard, I, th- I can't remember where I heard this, but someone was talking about Lazarus and how, you know, Lazarus died and then Jesus brought him back and then Lazarus had to die again eventually. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you just like, you don't think that, you know, it's like, oh, wow, Lazarus rose from the dead and That's now he's <laughs> yeah, The daughter who was raised. Right. Know, like yeah. Talitha Coom. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like... Mm-hmm. They were spared in some way for whatever reason, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, at the end of their life, they did have to die and they weren't going to be essentially spared here on earth again. Um, yeah, because we're not made for this life. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that just, that just like made me think about that and just a good mm-hmm. push to dive into, you know, reflecting on, on our death and where mm-hmm. our true home is. Yeah. Which I'm sure if I was in your situation, that's probably something I would just, and I'm sure you guys probably do reflect on that. Um, of just, yeah, wow, we're not made for this earth. And 
like you said, when our time comes, it's our time. And, Mm -hmm. and God willing, we are in a place to, you know, walk into heaven and have that blessing to be there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I also want to share Maggie that what really, one thing that really struck me about what you said is like that lesson of God saying, listen, these, these really are my children. They aren't just your children. Like, and Mm -hmm. that there's, there's so much more as a parent, as a mother, Mm. um, to understand when you are willing to let go and actually like see God as their parents as well, you know, Mm. as well as our own. Um, and you know, I, I want to share, we also have had a couple of miscarriages and it's really, really hard to face that reality every time of, I might not even get to meet this child. Um, but even just reflecting back on those times when I was really struggling with anger and mm-hmm. resentment and questioning and, you know, all the, processing all of those feelings. Like you said, it's so normal. Um, in hindsight, I can see the same thing where it's like, you know, in the end, they are where I want them to go. Yes. And mm-hmm. that lesson has been so important for me where the hardest things in my life, I can look back every time once I'm far enough removed and say, that was the biggest growth I ever went through. Mm. And it was the best thing for me and for my relationship. And, you know, and I wouldn't necessarily want to do that. Like I wouldn't choose to repeat that. But, you know, even though there's so much mystery around suffering that Mm -hmm. we'll never be able to have an answer for in this life, there are still many moments that you can look back and say, in the midst of that, I can see what I was learning Mm -hmm. and the lesson and the value of it. Um, and, and also just understand even just a little piece of what God is doing. Like, okay, I still hate that we have to learn this way, but Mm -hmm. I get that these hard things are sometimes the only way you can get through to me and draw me closer to you. Absolutely. Um, and I'm so sorry for your losses. Um, that, that pain is, is real. Um, and it's heavy. Um, and yeah, I remember, you know, as we were grieving the loss of our little boy, we, one of the greatest consolations for me was, um, uh, there was someone who had reached out to me and had asked if she could ask my son for his prayers, um, as, as a little saint. And (laughs) I just found so much consolation and, and joy in saying, Absolutely. Um, and it reminded me that my, my number one goal as a mom is to get my kids to heaven. Mm-hmm. And I have, I have one there already. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's, that's been a huge blessing. And, and like you said, there, there is a purpose and, um, a greater, uh, reason for our suffering and, and we might not understand it on this, on this, um, side of eternity. But, um, I think just sharing about our loss and, um, being able to, um, just hear the stories of so many women, um, and families, um, who have also gone through it like that. I think just the, the support and the community that, that brought upon, um, our lives was like, it, it, it made a little bit more sense, um, to me. So, um, anyways, yeah, thank you for sharing your experience. Yeah. Thank you as well. I have a couple of thoughts just 
kind of related, well, related to both, you know, Maggie, you mentioned that period after the accident of the anger, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, God, why would you let my kids experience this? Your anger with, you know, the frustration of losing babies, all of that. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I love what you said that it's okay to be angry, mm-hmm. but we can't live there. We can't yeah. stay there forever. And so like the Lord wants us to be honest with him. He wants us to, you know, be our authentic selves with him. But if we get stuck in anger, we really, we're not living in freedom and peace. And so I guess I just want to encourage people who maybe are stuck there. Like you don't have to be, and Mm -hmm. we have to forgive. Sometimes we have to forgive other people. Mm -hmm. We have to forgive ourselves, but there's just so much freedom and letting that go. And like speaking it out. Okay. I'm mad. This hurt. This really hurt, but now I want to move on from it. So I just honor mm-hmm. both of you. And any, I mean, we've all dealt with things that have caused us pain. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure any Christian can say they've had moments where they're pretty angry at God for <laughs> doing things a certain way or not doing things a certain way yeah. um, or allowing things. But I just think it's beautiful to admit that we can, those feelings are okay. Like mm-hmm. I said, we just can't live there forever. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah um, I used to be a youth minister before. I became a stay-at-home mom and that was something that I would frequently tell my teens when we were in adoration was, you know, just talk to God, tell him exactly how you feel. Like if you're, if you're happy, tell him that you're happy. If you're angry, tell him that you're angry. He wants to hear it. He's your friend. Like think about the friendships that you have and the relationships that you have in your life. And if you have a friend who's mad at you, you want them to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and obviously God is all knowing, you know, but (laughs) At the same time, we know that the reason we pray is because God wants us to own up to what we have to say and what we're feeling. Yeah. And he wants us true relationship yeah, mm-hmm. to make that conversation with him. So just encouragement to anyone who just any any emotion that you're feeling anywhere that you are in your life. Um, just talk to God and tell him exactly how you're feeling, because he should be your best friend and the person that you tell everything to. So, yeah. yeah. And I also, um, just everything that all of you are saying is reminding me, um, uh, like early on our episode with Father Michael Shields, he says, you know, the, the Lord doesn't want us to get addicted to miracles mm. too, as if like mm-hmm. they're the answer. Because remember again, like, yeah, that you might experience a miracle, but it's still a temporary part of this life. And the Lord doesn't want us to dwell here. Mm. We actually we're, we're made for something so much bigger than this life. And so, Maggie, what I really love about your story is it, it isn't necessarily like this, you know, oh my gosh, this miraculous thing happened. Like we probably one of us should have been seriously injured or killed. Like it's amazing that at 35 weeks pregnant, you had no issues, mm-hmm. no placental abruption, no hemorrhaging like that. I, it is really crazy that the car literally hit where you were sitting and that didn't happen. Right. Um, but it, it's not just like, whoop de doo like amazing miracle story as if like, happily ever after happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I I really love that your story is like, we, we experienced this miracle and we truly believe it was by the grace of God that none of us were seriously injured or killed. Mm -hmm. And then you have to keep living after that miracle. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not like life is perfect. All of a sudden God has blessed your family in this way. And then you walk off into the sunset happily ever after. (laughs) Like, I really love that you share. We experienced this miraculous um, event of like being saved from serious injury or death. 
And then we had to deal with the anger and the physical pain and going to physical therapy Mm -hmm. for a year. And our children are emotionally scarred from this and Mm -hmm. sometimes struggle to get into the car. An insurance company. Exactly. (laughs) Our favorite thing. So, you know, it's kind of like the the sequel to the Lazarus story in the yeah. Bible mm-hmm. where like, yes, we hear about how Jesus came back and, you know, Martha and Mary are weeping and Lord, if you had been here and then he raises Lazarus and it's like, Oh, they're all amazed. Mm-hmm. But then it's, you know, what you shared is kind of like, as if we get to hear about Lazarus, like a month later, mm-hmm. he gets mm-hmm. like strapped to living his and- life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, you know, he falls down the stairs two years later and breaks his arm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then or deals even with like yeah. Martha and Mary, maybe Lazarus died before them and Martha and Mary had to endure that loss again. Again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just, this story is really beautiful because it, I think sometimes like even in this podcast, we don't want to give the impression of like, it's all sunshine and roses because it's not, we're just highlighting the, the, these moments of grace um, because God does give us those miracles, you know, e- yeah. even in the Bible, he says, um, your sins are forgiven. And then everybody around him is, you know, scoffing and he's like, okay, fine. Well, I'll heal him physically too, <laughs> just to show you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And watch. So anyway, yeah, just thank you for being so genuine in what you're sharing and also, you know, just sharing the reality surrounding the event mm-hmm. of the miracle of your family and that, you know, it, Truly, like you said, you're just praising God and thanking God. And at the same time, dealing with the anger and the physical trauma and emotional trauma and everything. So, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think it's important to note that, um, like, miracles happen every day and suffering happens every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's that's that's life. And it's it's beautiful. Um, it's beautiful that we are called to experience both. Um, and I think it really just kind of, um, opened our eyes to how God is moving. Like he moves in, in our lives every day in, in all sorts of ways. Um, and we might perceive certain things as miraculous and beautiful and amazing and just, uh, just, you know, so inspiring and, and other things as so hard and just like, why God? Um, and I don't want to go through this, but I, I think something like this really opened my eyes to the fact that everything is a blessing. Like everything is, is God shaping us and teaching us and, um, revealing himself more and more to us. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like you said, it's like, once that little miracle happens, like life just doesn't stop there. It it keeps yeah. going and, and all the things that, you know, come with life. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so. And miracles yeah. keep happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I do. love, I love how you said, you know, miracles happen every day and suffering happens every day. Cause that makes me think that sometimes our suffering is another person's miracle, mm. you know, mm-hmm. um, in the small sense of like, one time when I moved to Alaska, I was like so over the snow and I was like, it, it was <laughs> snowing and I was like, gosh, dang it, God, like, why does it have to be snowing? And then I just thought, actually, you know, maybe someone prayed for this. This is someone else's joy and this is an answer to someone yeah. else's prayer. And I can just get over myself for a moment because <laughs> I live in Alaska. Um, I love then, that. In like a very more real way, um, 
I had told Margaret and Bernadette about this when it had happened, but there was a family. So I'm from Austin as well, um, in the oh, Austin yeah. community. Okay, <laughs> awesome. And she also was born in Southern California. Yeah. No way. <laughs> and we have so a birthday in like, Alaska soon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And Maggie and I have a birthday. We're pretty happy yeah. here in Texas. <laughs> but um, there is a family in Austin. Um, they had a little boy there. There was a, a car accident that happened and the little boy um, was in the hospital. He was not in good condition. It, it looked like he was not going to make it. And what mm -hmm. ended up happening was that he did end up passing. Mm -hmm. um, but his parents were posting on Facebook updates about him and their faith was just unshakable mm -hmm. and just so beautiful. And before he had officially past they were you know asking for a miracle um yeah. for him to live but then they were also saying no matter what happens a miracle is going to happen whether it's for us or for another family because he's going to be an organ donor and yeah. either oh we're going to get to bring him home this christmas or other little kids will get to go home this christmas mm. and so wow. you know he ended up passing and he was able to save four kids' lives with oh his gosh, organs. Oh my gosh. And I have chills yeah, like from head to toe right now. This, that is incredible. Yeah, this family who's just suffering the most unbearable thing mm. that a parent could suffer is still able to find a miracle in that, you know, in their suffering. But then also four families just had the most amazing miracle happen right. where their child was Whoa, saved and their child was gosh. able to go home. So yeah, I just think that when we're suffering, that's another really good reflection of like, is my suffering possibly blessing someone else? And of course mm -hmm. we know that through grace and offering up, you know, mm -hmm. our sufferings, but looking mm -hmm. at it from maybe more of a funny lens of, you know, the snow, but then also a right. deeper lens of, yeah. of, Deep, deep suffering. Yeah. 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 Thanks for sharing that, that page. So really good. Yeah. yeah. It's so true. You know, that's how God works. Yeah. So yeah. there's there's glory in everything and good in everything. Definitely. And I think that's a great place to transition to sharing our mini miracles. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. And again, our mini miracles are just, this is an opportunity at the end of the episode for our guests and for ourselves to share something from the past week or recently that, you know, maybe it is actually a, a small miracle experience or even just something uplifting or a moment where you were just like really grateful to God or something that you enjoyed um, or that went well in the mm -hmm. past week. So Maggie, you can go last so you have some time to think about it. Okay. Yeah, Margaret, do you have <laughs> okay, a miracle I do. to share? I do. And it actually <laughs> happened today. So oh. um, I'm very tired and I, <laughs> I'm, I'm in youth ministry. So there are certain tasks that sometimes go by the wayside because they're not high priority. And especially when I'm really tired. So I, long story short, we got a duplicate shipment of uh, formation materials mm. in September or October. I, it's been months. Let's just mm -hmm. say it's been months <laughs> and they've been sitting in the office and I really need to return those. So finally it happened today. It's literally been three or four months, maybe longer. Um, <laughs> And I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna load them in my car. They were not light boxes, okay? So 35, 40 pound boxes. And I as I'm loading them in, I'm like, okay, I'm tired. I can do this. And so I was like, I'm driving to UPS and I said, Lord, if you could just send a burly guy to, you know, someone to <laughs> help me carry these in or just take the load off of me, that'd be really great. 
And I first, the first gift is I pulled up and there's nobody parked right in front of UPS. So I had the shortest, you know, um, and I backed in and I, 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 I haul this box out of my car and the sweet girl comes out. She's like, do you need help? And I said, well, I love help. So my big burly guy was a skinny little blonde lady <laughs> who was like, oh, I'm glad to help you. And she just grabbed the boxes and opened the door for me. And she was so Aww. kind. And it was just, it was just a lovely little experience because mm-hmm. I, yeah, it was an answer to prayer and obviously not what I had been thinking, but <laughs> she was so nice. It was super quick. And I would just thank you, God, for answering that little, that little tiny intention. Oh, yeah. That's so sweet. <laughs> Bringing my boxes in. So many blessings nice. on that. Bernadette. Awesome. Well, I was going to share a different thing tonight, but just be, just hearing your story, Maggie, I want to share that we recently, um, my husband and I were driving actually to, we were, uh, he had, a a break during the day between meetings. So we were Mm -hmm. like, Oh, let's go to confession and noon mass with our son. And we got rear ended. And, um, this happened today. No, no. This was like (laughs) a couple weeks ago. Okay. Okay. Um, and hopefully she wouldn't be here. (laughs) How ironic. (laughs) Yeah. So we got rear ended. It wasn't like super fast, but it was enough that it kind of crumpled the front of the guy's car and his airbags went off, but ours didn't. And it just like cracked our bumper. And, um, but you know, it was like, at first I was just so shocked and was like, I, I'm don't feel anything. And then Kyle, my husband, he's a physician. So he's really concerned about me. I think I was yeah. maybe 36 weeks pregnant at the time. Okay. Um, so he starts asking all these questions and I'm like, Oh yeah, I have like a bunch of stars in my vision. And then <sighs> I was like, Oh yeah, I'm feeling some cramping in my lower abdomen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then it just like, I was just starting to have pains all over my stomach and you know, the same thing, yeah. I mean, I, I hope Kyle doesn't mind me sharing this, but he was brought to tears because he was so stressed out about, yeah. oh my gosh, like, what if, what if we go to the hospital today and we don't leave for a long yeah. time? Um, yeah. so anyway, ended up going to the hospital and being monitored for four hours. And I was just having, you know, they, they basically were just watching me. Um, and everything ended up being fine. Like by the end mm. of the day, the, the, cramping or contractions, whatever it was, were gone. Um, I guess they monitor you for four hours because if an abruption hap- happens, it's going to happen pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. happened. I had zero spotting, nothing. And so anyway, that was, you know, we had asked a lot of people for prayers and obviously yeah. I'm like, well, Lord, we were on our way to try to go to <laughs> yeah. confession. So like, can we please get that as like, it's, you know, a, a sacraments of desire maybe, yeah. you know, yes, um, totally. and so, but you know, it was just a small, well, a big blessing, that but is big. It, yeah. you know, just one of those things that again, it could have been so much worse and it was scary at the time. Mm-hmm. And just again, you know, having lost babies previously. So yeah, that was, definitely just amazing that it turned out to be absolutely nothing. And we're really grateful for that. So thank you, Jesus. Yes. What about you, Paige? Um, Okay. So mine is that yesterday we got to go to daily mass with um, two of our other friends. And so between the four of us ladies, there were like 12 babies, four years old and younger (laughs) in the pew with us, um, which was just a sight to see first off. And and then we went up for communion and my son, Augie, he's 16 months right now. And so he's just kind of starting to say words and 
Um, so our friend, Father Madison was celebrating and he's, you know, he's like the body of Christ. And I say, amen. And then he gives the blessing and he picks up Jesus again. Cause we're about to walk away. And Augie goes, Jesus, like super loud and points at the Eucharist. And Father Madison goes, yes, Jesus. Oh, that's so beautiful. It's just so cute and heartwarming because I'm like, wow, my 16 month old. You know, it's like when they point at a crucifix, you're like, yeah, you should know that's Jesus. But like as Catholics that he could point at the Eucharist and say, Jesus. And then Father Madison's response was just so endearing and like, yes, you're right. This is Jesus. Maybe he thought Father Madison was Jesus. (laughs) Well, and I was standing right behind Paige in line and I like it was hilarious because Augie said it in his like little Hulk voice. Yeah. He's like, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he's a football size little boy. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. He's my 16 month old who wears 3T clothing. <laughs> he's a bit. Oh, that's amazing. So that reminds me of um, my, um, my two year old when he was. Um, a, like a few months younger, he and we would go up for to receive Holy Communion, and he would just get a blessing, and he'd be like, "I want a bite." He'd be like, my two-year-old, he will because we receive on the tongue, so he sees that, and then when yeah. the priest goes to bless him, he opens his mouth, and the, <laughs> our pastor, Father Arthur, is like, "Not yet." <laughs> That's so, so sweet. sweet, so cute. All right, Maggie, yeah. what's your mini miracle? Okay, um, I have two that I want to share. Um, first, um, I just. You know, I'm uh, almost 30 weeks pregnant and um, I was just thinking about this little baby and how he came at um, such a perfect time for our family. Mm-hmm. Um, he was an, he, it was definitely a surprise. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> like my, there's something really like weird happened in my cycle and just happened to, um, happened that month and um mm-hmm. he was conceived and it was not according to our plans um <laughs> obviously according to god's plans but um yeah we we have four little kids already so we felt very just overwhelmed with where life is at right now yeah. and mm-hmm. um my husband travels a lot and i was hoping to go back to work and and go back into you know working in the pro life movement again and um, and this kind of curveball happened mm-hmm. and, um, we initially felt like, oh my gosh, this is really bad timing. Um, but as the pregnancy continued on, um, we're just finding that this baby is such a blessing to us. Mm-hmm. And, um, it has been my easiest pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been my most exciting pregnancy because I get to, uh, experience it with my kids now oh. who are a little bit older and, and understand what's going on. And um, they say hi to the baby every day and want to feel him kick. And so it's just been such a blessing to be able to share that with them. Um, and yeah, it, it was, uh, I was just reflecting on this with my, my friend who's going to be my midwife. And um, I, I just kind of had this like overall theme of peace throughout this pregnancy and just thinking about his birth and the timing of everything. And, um, I, I, I just, I feel like the Lord is really giving me just 
a peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I just find that this little baby is our little miracle and mm-hmm. we're super excited to have five little ones running around. <laughs> um, and it was, it was interesting because after I found out I was pregnant and I was just kind of reeling from the news, um, we started getting like a lot of comments from strangers in public who were just like, wow, you guys have four kids. That's a lot. And, and I'd be like, yeah, and I'm, and I have another one coming, you know, <laughs> I was like, I would always brace myself for negative comments, Mm -hmm. but every time we would get, oh my gosh, that is so beautiful. Your Mm -hmm. family is so beautiful. You keep, keep having more kids, you know, like it was was all positive. And I really felt like the Lord was just kind of giving me little gifts there to, to kind of embrace what's going on. But um, yeah, so that, that would be my little miracle. And then the second little miracle I want to share is, um, today my uh well let me backtrack a little bit when we were living in southern california we lived pretty close to a trader joe's do you guys have a trader joe's out there in alaska oh, no, we, don't, we don't have know what it is all miss it we all love it so send, send gifts yeah <laughs> so yeah we would go there all the time and they have the best snacks and the yes. best like we love their frozen food items mm-hmm. um and when we moved to Texas, th- there is one in Austin that's, you know, probably like a half an hour drive. But I, in the, um, in the three years that we lived here, we never went. Mm-hmm. Um, and today my husband came home and surprised me and was like, guess what? I went to Trader Joe's. <laughs> <laughs> and he brought, he just like stocked up on all the things that we liked. So, so, I love it. Husband of the year right there. <laughs> yeah. That was like a little moment of of a uh, gratitude and a little miracle for me today. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. Oh my gosh, man. Their chocolate peanut butter cups. So, so oh my good. gosh. The it. dark chocolate ones or yeah. the milk yes. chocolate? Yes. Yes. Lo- I love the dark chocolate. <laughs> Have y'all had their three buck chuck? The wine? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh. oh my gosh. Actually, we served, we served that at our wedding. <laughs> That's what, um, Free vendor served at her wedding. That was the first time I had it. They got boxes sent up to Alaska. That's how much they love it. Oh my gosh, it's amazing! It's good. Yeah, it is. I was like, this is three dollar wine. This is yeah. incredible. Yeah, we actually did that for our wedding as well. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you gotta save where you can. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, it was a hit. <laughs> well, thanks so much for sharing, and thank you so much for you know, your willingness to come on and share your story and be our guest. And it's just been such a pleasure talking with yeah. you, having the oh, chance to meet thank you. you. Yeah. Likewise, yeah, thank I really you. enjoyed my time and I really appreciate you reaching out and inviting me on the podcast. And yeah, I had a really great time with all of you. Thank yeah. You. And we're looking forward to your move to Alaska. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll clear the way. We'll get Trader Joe's up here. Yeah, <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> Awesome. Margaret, will you close us in prayer? Yes, I will. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the gift of Maggie and her family. Thank you for sparing their lives um, and blessing them despite the accident they experienced a few years ago. And I just I just pray for anyone who's um, suffering right now from anger or resentment or frustration or sadness or lack of understanding about circumstances in their lives. And I just pray, Lord, that you would help them to see that you are the light 
and that there is good and that there is mercy and that there is grace to get past these things. And I pray that you would give them the tools um, to do so, to move beyond the hurt into your loving arms. We ask that um, you bless each of us as we go forward today and these next few weeks that um, we might notice the little blessings in our lives, the little the little miracles you drop into our into our day. We might see them and see you and your love through them. And we ask all of this through Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Venerable Fulton Sheen. Pray Pray for for us. All right. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Moving Mountains podcast. If you have a miracle story to tell, please call our hotline at 412-449-9609. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Moving Mountains Podcast AK. We encourage you to subscribe, leave us a rating and review, and share our podcast with others. We'll see you next time.